How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 everyone, it's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. Today, we're talking about infidelity, and it is a topic we would rather not talk about, but it's a very real topic that exists in a lot of relationships. It's something we could have been through ourselves or something that a friend, we've watched a friend go through or something that we read in the media continuously. But I want to talk about how does your relationship survive infidelity? So if you've actually been through an infidelity scandal or an upset, how do you survive that? And we see these celebrity couples experience infidelity a lot. They always become part of this cheating scandal. I think I read something this morning on the Loved Daily Mail about some cheating scandal that's going on at the moment. Even if you think about the Kardashians and what Chloe's gone through, it's been all over the media and everyone's followed the journey of her and Tristan. And it's difficult at the best of times. So imagine being on a TV screen and having to work through the trauma because infidelity can cause trauma, the trauma of infidelity in your relationship and what it has done to self. So a lot of the time when we've watched someone go through a cheating scandal, we often think that they're going to break up with that person right away. But then we find out that they actually are together months later. And this is what's happening with Chloe at the moment. She is trying to work on her family and restoring that relationship. But there is a lot of hate and a lot of doubt around why would she take him back? Sometimes we make this assumption that loved ones that have been cheated on should automatically end the relationship. Infidelity in relationship means it's over. Well, that's not the case. And this is why we find it so hard to accept when the couple doesn't break up because we say to ourselves, oh, I would never tolerate cheating in my relationship. But the fact is there is a lot more to the story than we see at face value. Relationships are complicated and there may be issues behind closed doors that we don't see on the surface. While cheating is a fast way to destroy trust in a relationship. We really need to look at a cheating dilemma as something that changes the relationship rather than automatically breaks it up. And this is what we see often is that these relationships initially break up. I think this is what happened to Cardi B as well when, you know, he has cheated on her and then they've gotten back together and she worked through that and she was quite transparent about it. She goes, you know, that's my man. I want to work on it. But it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. There's a lot of work to do. And as long as you're both willing to do the work, the relationship can flourish. But every couple is different and they experience infidelity in truly unique ways. They're not the same. Some people are not going to stand for it while others will try and work it out. So it doesn't need to always mean breaking up, but I do warn you, you're going to want to get ready for a marathon of getting back to normal once your relationship has experienced infidelity. It is not easy. Learning to trust your partner again isn't going to come easy, but if your relationship is something you want to keep, it's going to be worth the fight. 
So you need to weigh up the pros and cons and obviously the value of the relationship to you. So how can you mend a broken heart? Cheating at the end of the day is betrayal. Whether your partner has emotionally cheated on you by confiding in someone else or hiding their feelings from you, or, you know, they're physically cheated in some form, they've gone behind your back and created a rift in your relationship. And that will be hard to close, but it's been done before. You may know many couples who have survived a cheating scandal and have come out strong for it. Others, they may not have lasted, but the betrayal and the pain and the suffering has been experienced by these individuals, but yet they manage to overcome it. And they both decide to rebuild their connection and be vulnerable to each other once again. So there are many reasons why people cheat. The main one is lack of communication, connection, and intimacy in their relationship. So filling the void with someone else is sometimes the case. Other times it's ego-driven, it's selfish. Well, it's always selfish, but there's plenty of reasons. But a lot of the time there's something missing for the individual. And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means there's something going on for the person, the cheater, not the one that's been cheated on. So we all want to be adored. We all want to be loved. And by reconnecting with your partner, you will really need to spend the quality time alone together. And you really need to get to know each other again. Intimacy is not just about sex. It's about your soul's connecting, a spiritual connection, an emotional connection. It's tuning in with each other. And you may not have done coupley things for a while. Whether you need to start doing that or you need to start with a I don't know, a second first date or have a weekend away without the kids or with no work or with no phones. You really need to set a date each week to catch up with feelings and you have to start somewhere. If you want it to work after the infidelity, you've got to start somewhere. Now, I will say to you that if you have decided to stay together and work on it, you've got to stop the punishment. You can't be punishing the partner that cheated on you for an immense amount of time. There will be a time where they, you know, are in the dog box. That's fine. But there'll have to be a limit. There'll have to be a time where you say, okay, he's remorseful. She's remorseful. I chose to stay. So I need to either let it go and stay. Or if I'm going to hold on to it, I need to get out of the relationship because it's not going to be healthy. So if you've decided to stay understandably in the dog box for a while, but there will come a point where you're going to have to let it go. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Okay. So what are some of the steps to getting past cheating? So the first thing you've got to do is really observe how you feel. Is it feelings of anger, hurt? What I will say, don't make any rash decisions while you're angry. I want you to have a listen to some of the steps that I'm about to talk about and seek some help if you need to, um, whether it's seeking some help for you on your own or for you and your partner. A third party always helps bring perspective to your relationship. And of course, I'm available if you want to reach out and you need someone like that. So the first thing is to accept and move on. And that's what I was saying about being in the dog box. You accept what's happened, but you do work together to move on. So don't let your emotions control you. You should let them pass by rather than live in them and be consumed by pain, guilt, shame, anger, embarrassment, all of those feelings that come with grief because it's a bit of a a loss when someone's cheating on you. You have these feelings of grief, like like you've lost something. You've lost how the relationship once was. You feel like you've lost your partner. Time will heal your wounds, but stewing in them will really leave you feeling sour for longer than you need to. 
So accept that this has happened in your relationship and there's no going back. I know that you wish it didn't happen, but it did. So the only way to move is move forward. So make the decision to trust your gut and realize this isn't your fault. This lays in the cheater's hands. Okay. The second step is forgiveness. So it's not about forgiving what they've done. It's about letting go for yourself. So it's a matter of peace for your soul rather than holding a grudge or wanting revenge. So don't hold yourself back from moving past this situation. You know, you are worthy and strong enough to move through it. There's no responsibility on you for this happening. This was not your choice. But all you can do now is look to the future and ask yourself what you want out of the relationship moving forward. Because you definitely don't want more cheating or infidelity scandals. What is it that you want and what is it that you both want? And really working together to make that happen. So you can't move forward until you've forgiven the situation. Now you might forgive and not forget. And I get that. And that's going to be part of your story for a long time. And allow that to happen as well. Don't push it away. So forgiveness. The next one is focusing on yourself. Because one of the hardest things to do when you're a wife, a mother, um, you know, you've got a career is putting you on the priority list. But now you need to put yourself first more than ever. So you need to gain back your confidence again, because I know after an infidelity scandal, your confidence takes a blow. You don't feel good enough. You feel unloved. You feel not worthy. And you really need to look after your mental health at this point. So do what you need to do that will make you happy. You know, indulge in some self-love practices. Take some time alone to regroup your thoughts. Go out with the friends. Go on a weekend with the girlfriends. Go and get a massage. Spend a day at the spa, whatever it is. But you need to focus on yourself right now. Otherwise, you will get stuck in these emotions and not allow them to flow through you rather than you be them. Okay. The other thing is you're really going to have to have open lines of communication. And this is hard when you're angry because when you first find out you are gutted and then you're pissed, like you're angry afterwards. So you got to work through those feelings and then you got to also work on how do I talk to this person after they've just hurt me so badly. But if you want to survive this situation and keep the relationship alive, you really need to do some of the talking. So your partner is probably feeling immense guilt and pain too, but may not want to take the first steps to recover the relationship because they actually don't know how you feel. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to make it better. So you need to be a bit brave and let them in again, even if it's just talking about how you feel. So get these things off your chest. And at least when they're off your chest, it's easier to get them out of your mind. It will do you the world of good. And it will be insightful to hear what they have to say as well. I know initially you probably don't care what they have to say. You will be looking for all these answers because what normally happens is when you find out your partner's been cheating, you want to find out all the details. How many times have you been with her? When did you see him? Did you have sex? What did it look like? Where did you meet? Where did you eat? And those things actually don't matter. 
If anything, it will make it worse for you because the more you know, the more detail you know, the more you will stew over it. There will be a lot of environmental cues. So you will go to a restaurant and you'll remember that he said he shared, you know, the fig and prosciutto salad with her and you would know that and you would look at it on the menu and go, oh, oh my God, and it would trigger you. So you want to create as little triggers as possible around this infidelity. So you will have to work through some of those emotions before you can really share openly and be a little bit vulnerable. So, you know, letting them in a bit sounds scary, but you will work on it to get there. And you don't have to be ready to rekindle with them just yet, but it's a good starting point to start to get the communication up and going. You might realize that once you start talking and the communication is open, you actually can't forgive him or you can't forgive her. And you just decide, look, I can't do it. I can't do it. There's too much pain. I feel like I'll be punishing you for way too long for this and it's not going to be healthy for the both of us and we call it quits. You will have plenty of opportunities to make decisions along the way. Just because you decide right now to stay, it doesn't mean in six months time you're going to feel the same way. And I see this often. Initially, the first thought is, oh my God, I want to know everything and I want to stay. It's not the opposite that I'm out of there. They want to stay and they want to find out everything. And once they've worked through the initial trauma and shock and they move out of that limbic brain, that limbic system, the emotional brain, then they decide, you know, a few months later, five months, six months, 12 months, I can't do this. And that's when they make that decision. So be patient, be kind to yourself as you work through this. Don't rush back into your relationship because of your partner. You need to be doing the things for you. Do things in your own time and trust your instincts because a lot of the gut feeling that was coming up around the infidelity, you probably ignored. You probably had some sense that there was something going on. And if you didn't, that's fine. There's nothing wrong. A lot of people that I talk to say, you know what? I had this strange feeling. I just couldn't pick it. I had this gut feeling something was going on, but I wasn't sure. And I I didn't think she would do that. I I didn't think he had it in him. So don't rush back to any type of relationship unless you're ready and do it on your own terms and in your own time. So I hope that's been helpful. We could talk about infidelity forever and we could talk about everything we see in the media and how infidelity is portrayed, but I will leave it short and sweet today. So they're the four things that you could do to help you overcome a broken heart. So the first one, remember, was accept what happened and move forward rather than sit in it. Forgive, because then that obviously gives you fuel to moving forward. Focus on yourself rather than everything else, because it's really important to be focusing on yourself and start to open the lines of communication. Whether you're going to stay or leave, communication is going to help with closure around this whole topic for you. Okay. So if you've got an infidelity question going through it at the moment, know someone that is actually being torn apart because of it, please reach out, DM me or send me an email. I'm always open to people's questions. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. This is Dr. Love. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E dot com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.